familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. You are passionate about giving your baby breast milk, but your partner, not so much. We know how important partner breastfeeding support is for pumping and breastfeeding moms, but what do you do when support isn't there? Do you stand on your soapbox and preach about all the benefits of breast milk, or do you just let it go and hopefully find support elsewhere? We are the Boob Group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other Mom. We are equal. We are the Boob Group. Welcome to the Boob Group. We're here to support all moms wanting to provide breast milk to their babies. I'm Courtney Staten, and I'm co-hosting the show today with a few other mamas, which you'll meet in just a second. If you haven't yet, we encourage you to download the new Mommy Media Network app. That'll give you easy access to all of our episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, so all of our latest episodes download directly to your mobile device. And if you're on iTunes, please leave us a review. Other moms can learn about us that way. It will really help us out, and you'll be able to see a little bit more of our information a little quickly. All right, let's meet some of our moms joining our conversation today. I'm going to let you each tell a little bit about yourselves and your family and where you're from. Priya, why don't we start with you? Sure. Uh, my name is Priya, and I hail from New York. And I'm also the co-founder of Moms Pump Here, the app that helps moms find places to breastfeed and breast pump around the world. And I'm the mom of three. I'm married. My children are older. My oldest is 14. My middle is 12. And my youngest is eight years old, but I breastfed them all, breast pump for them all. Um, but each had a different situation. My youngest, I actually breastfed him for three years and finally stopped because uh, my sister told me to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But, you know, I do have uh, unique situations with all three of them. I'm happy to be here, too. Great. Thank you. And how about Sunny? All right. So I'm Sunny, and I have four kiddos. Uh, I breastfed all of them. Not as long as I would have liked for my first two. So my oldest is five. Then I have a three-year-old. Those are both boys. And on average, about six months with each of them. And then... I had my twins, my girls, and they are my quote-unquote success story, in my mind at least, because I had very little trouble uh, feeding them at all. You'd think I'd have more trouble with twins, but it was the exact opposite for me. And we're going on two and a half years, and I don't I, – I mean, I may have to make trips to you know high school at some point to breastfeed them because <laughs> I don't really see them letting up. 
And kind of like Priya, like I, these are my babies. These are my last kids. I'm not having any more babies. And I have a really hard time letting go of that. And I don't think we're at a point yet where I have to, but I am starting to get the uh, weird looks from my mom and uh, (laughs) other people that are not so supportive. And I just kind of like, you know, let it roll off. But yep, that's me. (laughs) Thanks, Sydney. And Katie, this is your first time joining us. Go ahead and tell us about yourself. I am a mom of two. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm married. I run my own allergy-friendly bakery, sprodiesbakery.com. I have a nine-year-old son who has autism, and I have an 18-month-old daughter that I am currently still nursing. All right. Thank you so much. And my name is Courtney Staten. I am a breastfeeding specialist in far as photography goes. So I'm a breastfeeding photographer. I am also in Kansas City, Missouri. So I'm nearly neighbors with Katie just on the other side of Kansas City. I am married. We've been together for 15 years now, which seems crazy and makes me sound really old. Uh, And then (laughs) (laughs) not at all. We've been married for eight. My oldest, Eli, is five, and I nursed him until he was about nine months old. I was working full-time, so when I went back to work, I pumped a lot for about six months, and we also supplemented with formula after he turned six months old. Then my youngest, Everett, I made a career change and work at home full-time, so he's with me all the time. And he is going to be two this week, which blows my mind. Uh, And we're still nursing. I'm starting to get some of the, I don't really know how long we're going to do this feelings. But I've had that happen a few times and we're still going. So like Sunny said, going to the high school, at least the school's close for me. Uh, (laughs) uh, And I think that's all of us for today. Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. All right. So before we start our conversation today, we're going to talk about a headline that I found. And this is a complete visual headline. Okay. So I'll post it to our Facebook page so you guys can check out this image, but you really should check it out. It's pretty awesome. And it's about a mom, a pumping mom. And this kind of goes along with just how our breast milk is so catered to our babies, right? So the headline is mom posts her breast milk side-by-side pick. It goes viral for the most beautiful reason. That is a really long headline, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, this has been viewed, at least this particular article, 234,000 times. It's been shared on Facebook. It has 15,000 uh, thumbs ups on uh, Facebook. And it, it, it's just kind of going all over the place. So a mom took a photo, a side-by-side photo, 
of her breast milk. And one was about two or three days apart, okay, from uh, one bag was pumped in one day, and then two or three days later, she pumped the second bag. And you have to see the visual on this because the breast milk is a completely different color. And now the reason that it changed is her child was fighting a cold, okay? And so her body knew and, and, you know, all the properties and everything in the breast milk changed to help support her child who was fighting a cold. Her body knew that her child needed additional antibodies. And so it naturally produced this because of the bond between mom and baby and just because our bodies are freaking amazing and um, totally changed the contents um, of what was in the breast milk and really added a bunch of stuff that that baby was going to need to get over that cold. And we hear this, we hear this, right? But until you visually see the change in the color of the breast milk. It, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. And so, yeah, the mom is, her name's Mallory and she posted some stuff on Facebook and, and she started out the post with, so y'all, this is just cuckoo awesome. And I agree with Mallory. This is just cuckoo awesome. And so I want to check in with our mamas and see if they think it's cuckoo awesome too. So Priya, what do you think about this? So yeah, I think it's um, super awesome. I think our bo- bodies are these magical factories. <laughs> yeah. So on Mom's Pump here, we did actually do a blog about what happened with um, this mom. And we had a phenomenal response from our moms in our community. And uh, we got a, we always get these questions about, you know, should I breastfeed my child while I'm sick or, by the, or, or while my baby's sick? And we always defer back to, you know, please check in with your doctor or your lactation consultant. But yes, so our body... Bodies are these uh, magical factories that create all these antibodies and all these um, things that our bodies, our babies need in the breast milk in order to stay healthy. And I think that's universal for every mammal. And you think about mammals in the wild that are, are exposed to all these germs and these conditions, and their 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 moms have to produce uh, breast milk in order for the babies to be healthy. Well, it's the same. It's the same concept for us too. You know, we we have to make sure that our babies are healthy. So um, nature does it for us. So I think it's pretty spectacular. It's awesome. Yeah, I love this. Not too long ago, maybe a few months ago, I was breastfeeding one of my twins, one of my girls, and she had this like horrible runny nose, cold going on. And my mom was right there. And my mom said, I don't really think you should be giving her milk when she has a cold. (laughs) And I went, mom, (laughs) do you realize I'm not just, this isn't just cow's milk. I'm not just like giving her milk. (laughs) And I had to kind of do a little education on this is the best thing I could be doing for her right now. And, you know, I mean, it was just interesting, you know, because people, you know, they don't, they don't realize like how catered our bodies are for our babies. So yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I was chasing my nine-year-old around with breast milk in a syringe because he had pink eye. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Windex from my big fat Greek wedding. It is the Windex. (laughs) But don't don't spray Windex in your kids' eyes. (laughs) Yeah, don't do the All right, I'll post the link to our Facebook page. Guys, check out this photo and share it because it's awesome. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
today we're going to talk about supporting breastfeeding moms. And it's more so going to be, what about your partner? Are they supportive? You know, what do you do when your partner isn't supporting your breastfeeding or pumping goals? I, I think for everyone, it's a little bit different depending on whether or not your partner has been supportive or if you have a partner at all that's around to be supportive. So let's talk. Let's talk about, you know, did you know when you started breastfeeding or when you were pregnant that when you started breastfeeding or pumping that your partner wasn't going to be supportive? And, and were you surprised? How'd you handle it? Katie, you said that you didn't have a very good breastfeeding relationship with Brody. You want to kind of start on that? Yeah, I, I've kind of been on both sides of the coin um, because my son, I had my son with my previous husband. So he has a different dad and my ex-husband, he wasn't, you know, it's not like he had anything against breastfeeding or, or ever had anything negative to say about it. He just wasn't very supportive. And, um, you know, my son was kind of small when he was born. He was four pounds, 14 ounces when we left the hospital. They were, you know, concerned that he wasn't gaining weight fast enough and they were pushing the formula. And my ex-husband was like, yeah, we should probably just do the formula. You know, it just didn't really give me any encouragement to continue trying with, with breastfeeding, which, you know, you need, especially in those early days. Priya, what about you? Well, when my, my first child was born, um, Jaden, he had a special condition called hydronephrosis um, of the kidneys, and he had eventually have surgery when he was eight months. But when my husband and I had him, we were both really young. I mean, I'm not that old, <laughs> but it was how many years ago? 14 years ago. So it was more about maturity, I think, and knowing what it was all about. And, you know, when you're in the hospital, I think they're trying to outlaw, outlaw it now, but you receive a bag full of formula. <laughs> and the the hospital gives it to you and you you, you think it's okay. Um, and it's nothing wrong with having formula because sometimes moms just can't breastfeed and that's what they have to do. But, you know, because Jaden was going through this unique situation, I was really, really like, you know, we have to make sure he has as much breast milk as possible. We have to um, stay on top of this. So I pumped, I breastfed up until after the surgery just to make sure that he had those antibodies. And the doctors even stressed that as well. But my husband was... Is more of, do we really need it? There's a formula. The formula does the same thing. So there was a little bit of fighting and bickering in the beginning because of that. Um, so it was more about being mature and the education of it and understanding that the breast milk is important. So it wasn't until, you know, we had our last that he was really supportive. Um, obviously, I breastfed my last for three years. So there wasn't any problem. <laughs> you know, you can take all the classes and stuff. And I'm not saying the classes are bad. I'm glad I did take a class. So I had a little bit of a heads up. But I didn't even know how passionate I was about breastfeeding until I started breastfeeding. Yeah, my husband, I don't know if I would classify him as being unsupportive, but I would classify him as not going out of his way to be supportive, if that makes sense. I think there's a little bit of a distinction there. And um, I think now that we've had four kids now that I've breastfed, I think that his willingness to just kind of relax a little bit about the whole breastfeeding thing has definitely changed over the course of the last five or six years. My oldest is about to turn six. But he started to kind of, you know, loosen up. And for my husband, the big deal is about... Um, finances. So that's the way to, um, that's the way I spun oh, this for him. But this is the way I spun it for him. I'm like, think about how much money we're saving with breastfeeding. <laughs> and then, and then he started to hop on the bandwagon a little bit. Funny how that works. I know, right? 
So that kind of brings me to my next thought. So you're saying that he wasn't really going out of his way to be supportive and necessarily wasn't, you know, vocal about being unsupportive. So, you know, have your partners made you feel like your goals aren't supported? Are they, are they passive about it? Are they more direct? For me, early on with, with my oldest, Eli, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to breastfeed until like I was in the hospital. And Eric was pretty, my husband was, you know, he was just like, okay, like he didn't really care one way or another. You know, when, when I was starting to supplement with formula and he was just like, okay, you know, he may have said a couple times that, why don't we just do formula because it would be a pain. And as, as a new mom, first time mom, I was really struggling with the, do you nurse in public? What do you do? And you know, that was almost six years ago. And thankfully I do think there has been a little bit more light shed on breastfeeding in public and nursing in public because I really didn't see any other moms nursing in public then. So I feel to him, it was more of a, uh, your boobs are out at the table at the restaurant. And now, you know, he's, he's been real great with, with Everett, you know, he, he had really say too much until recently he started to say, well, are you going to stop? Is he going to be done? Like, how long are you going to do this? <laughs> he's never said you, you need to stop. It's time to stop. Every now and then I'll get a wayward glance. Eric is now kind of like, okay, are we going to be done? Because I can go on trips. You know, I went on a business trip to MommyCon and he had cow's milk and water and was totally fine. So Eric's a little bit more passive about it. But has anybody had anyone be more direct? Like have, have your partners or Sunny, I think you said your mom, anyone been more direct about it's time to stop or why are you still breastfeeding or why are you breastfeeding? Well, I did with, with my, my last, um, as I mentioned before, he, you know, was three years and my sister was like, this is the weekend. We're going to do it now. I don't know if that was peer pressure or being like, oh, what's going on? What's wrong with you? I don't know. Well, I really didn't have a conversation about why you acting like that, but, um, she was very direct and she's like, we're going to figure it out this weekend. And we, I was living in Miami at that time. So she had come down to visit, you know, (laughs) we're doing it now. So she was being direct. Um, but it wasn't in any way unsupportive. It was more like Liam's talking now. He's walking around. He's doing other things. He can drink cow milk now. He's eating food. He'll be okay. What about Sunny? What do you What do you have, Dad? So my mom is now, like you mentioned, my mom is now. She doesn't live uh, very close to us, but they visit uh, a few times a year and they stay for extended periods of time, which is great. I, I love it. But I definitely get the looks from her. In fact, she's coming out this next week and staying for three weeks. And <laughs> my husband is already kind of gearing me up. He's like, you know, your mom is going to be all about, you know, you just whipping it out for the babies. And I'm just like, well, she's in my house and this is what we do in my house. And, and you know, I will say, though, that even if your partner or your loved ones aren't being direct about it, sometimes the passiveness can almost be as bad. One thing that I remember very clearly when I was pregnant with the twins, I don't know if you guys had this, but you get all the formula sent to your house. So not only are you getting it at the hospitals, but they send it straight to your house. I often wonder how I get on these lists. Anyways, I was so frustrated when I got a bunch of formula sent to the house And I knew it was going to happen because it happened with my other kids, but I was just so intent on breastfeeding my twins. And I felt like this was just a huge slap in the face from these companies. And one thing that really upset me is I immediately wanted to donate it to somebody else that really was going to use it because I, I didn't even want it in the house. I didn't, I didn't want a fallback position. 
I, I wanted pressure on myself. That's how I work best. And I, I just didn't want um, to be able to fall back on the formula. I didn't even want to. I didn't want it to even be in the house. And so the the passive aggressive uh, stance that my husband took was, well, let's put it on the top shelf. You won't be able to see it, but let's not get rid of it. And for me. Again, I just felt like that was such a huge slap in my face. I was like, you know, I felt like he didn't have confidence in me. And that almost hurt more than him saying, well, I just don't think you're going to be successful at this. I felt like it was more conniving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Passive aggressive is tough (laughs) because you don't know what they're exactly (laughs) thinking. If you're overthinking it, you know. So did that cause, you know, Sunny, did that cause any issue outside of just your breastfeeding relationship, you know, because to me, especially when you're kind of in that new stages and in for me, you know, even months after having a baby going through so many of the hormone changes, especially while you're breastfeeding, you know, I'm kind of hormonal and grumpy. Did that get into your head? Did you, you know, were you mad at him about it? Oh, I'm sure it caused issues in other areas. (laughs) I don't know if there's anything I could pinpoint, you know, it may have just made me more moody next time he made me mad or something like that. But I have done, I think, a pretty good job on, you know, just being like, listen, if it's if you're not going to be supportive, that's okay, but I'm still going to do my thing. And that's really the attitude that I had with all of my children. Really, the whole feeding thing has been up to me pretty much until my kids are about a year old. Like my husband never woke up in the middle of the night to help me breastfeed or with the twins, I was pumping every three hours, even throughout the night. And he never, you know, he never really helped with any of that. And I guess maybe in the very beginning with our first, I was like, why isn't he getting up in the middle of the night and helping me? And then after a while, I was just like, I'm just going to do this. You know, if it's important enough to me, I'm just going to kind of make this happen. And, you know, I'm, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to paint my husband in a bad light. He is an amazing person. He does a lot of amazing things for our family. He's a great dad. Um, but in this particular area, I think he honestly just feels like a fish out of water. He's like, hands off. My, my wife is doing the breast milk thing. What am I going to do to help with that? He feels a little uncomfortable around babies in general. So it's just one of those things that I've just learned to kind of compartmentalize it. I kind of decided that I was just going to have to go it alone myself. And and that wasn't to say that Eric wasn't willing to help. But for me, that meant I was going to have to pump strictly to give a bottle to Eric and then make him wake up and go feed the baby. Uh, You know, most of the time we were co-sleeping anyway. So I just kind of rolled over and slept through it. Katie, was there anything that you were able to say or do to change your now former husband's views on breastfeeding or was it better for you to just say, okay, I agree and move on? I was 20 years old. Everything just kind of didn't go the way I had planned as right. to do. <laughs> and I think I kind of just was like, yeah, okay, you know, we'll just do formula. I don't think I had the, the fight in me at that time to just even pursue it any further. All right. So when we come back, we'll continue our talk about breastfeeding support and we'll talk about some of the maybe side effects that come with not having a supportive partner. We will be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. 
Welcome back. Today we're talking about moms who may be lacking partner support. So we're going to continue our discussion about having partners that aren't necessarily being over-the-top supportive or may even be directly unsupportive of the nursing relationship and breastfeeding goals. So something that I had read, and I wanted to find a link, but I couldn't come up with it, is that stress can cause milk supplies to drop. And I'm sure someone else has heard that before too. So do you ever feel like there's enough conflict or that there there was enough conflict, whether it be directly or, or a passive uh, conflict regarding your breastfeeding that could cause a change in your supply? And if so, how do you, how do you think you go about overcoming that? Priya, uh, you want to start with that? Sure. So, um, yeah, I had a lot of stress with my second child, my daughter, Ava. Tons of things were going on. So I was planning my wedding while I was pregnant with her. And while she was in utero, I uh, I found out that she had the same condition my son had, hydronephrosis. And the doctors were also talking about her having um, possibly having Down syndrome because I had a lot of water. Or there was a heart thing going on. And I was super duper stressed out even before she got here. <laughs> and uh, and my family didn't make it easy on me too because you know I was dealing, I was fighting with everybody. It was just a stressful situation. So when he when she came out. Uh, she was born in April and I was getting married in June. So I went on this crash diet after she came out. Um, and there was all the stress about, you know, what's going to happen at the wedding, dealing with family members. And then thankfully she was okay. She was perfect when she came out. I stuck to my guns and I had faith that she was going to be fine. And she was, thankfully. But I only breastfed her for two weeks um, for the stress and because of the stress. And it was a combination of yeah, my milk supply was not high at all. And then there was, okay, I have another 18-month-old running around, had my son, and I'm planning the wedding. So there was a lot of external environmental factors going on at the same time, in addition to my body having to deal with the stress. So th- I was able to breast pump after the two weeks, but the stress, oh my God, I definitely believe that stress causes your supply to drop because that was just, it was just crazy for me. Yeah, I can definitely see why that would be difficult to continue nursing. So <laughs> yeah. Sunny, your daughters are older, so they're not necessarily nursing for food per se. It's more of a comfort. So you might not be noticing a change in your supply but do you think you could kind of relate to that statement that that stress, particularly stress about breastfeeding, could cause your supply to drop? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was more – I experienced this a lot more, I think, with my, my sons, my first two children, my singletons, because there was a lot going on you know, with my husband and I in our relationship, and we really weren't getting along for a while. And yeah, and, and now that I think about it, I don't think I would have attributed it to you know, stress to the situation at that point, but I kind of blamed it on low milk supply. And you know if I'm able to breastfeed twins with no problem, I probably didn't struggle with low milk supply with my boy. It was probably a combination of a lot of things, you know, just the whole supply and demand thing. Um, Stress, I'm sure, was a big part of that. I mean, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be married, you know, much longer. And it was just a very difficult, stressful situation with that. And so, yeah, not as much with my girls because thankfully we're able to overcome all of that and come out on the end. But yeah, definitely with my boys, stress was a big factor. You know, for me, I didn't necessarily have too much stress regarding breastfeeding when I think I went in with Everett's two week check or one week check around there. 
he had lost a significant amount of weight. And thankfully, my pediatrician was very supportive and saying, keep, keep breastfeeding. Here's some things that you can do to kind of help your supply. But I was really nervous that I was having some problems with my supply. That made me a little bit frantic. And I, that was the only time as far as with Everett, I thought hmm, maybe I should be doing formula now, but I was, I was pretty solid on that. And that was one time early on that my husband said, well, maybe you should be giving him formula. Are you sure you're not supposed to be doing formula? Let's do the formula. And, and that was pretty stressful for me. And it's definitely something that you kind of need to maybe have the conversation with your partner ahead of time. We didn't really have a big conversation about me breastfeeding or breastfeeding goals before I had either of our boys. So I think that's maybe something that you should kind of talk about beforehand, you know, as far as my point of view goes. Well, thank you so much to everyone for being part of today's show and for sharing their experience. If you're a member of the Boog Group, then be sure to check out the bonus content for this episode where we'll discuss ways you could educate your partner about the importance of breastfeeding and pumping. All right. So before we wrap up our show today, I love getting email from our listeners. I love um, hearing what you guys have to say about the show and if you guys have ideas of what we should be talking about or things that have helped you with the show. Honestly, that's what keeps me doing the show week after week. I, I just love it. And I want to share a comment from Tracy. Uh, Tracy left this actually on our Facebook page. And this is what she says. She says, hello, boob group. I wanted to take a moment as I am pumping at work <laughs> to thank you for for your all-around awesomeness. I love how she says that. All-around awesomeness. I have been listening to your podcast every day for weeks, and you have helped me stay sane when I had thrush and cracked nipples, kept me focused on why I'm pumping through the pain, and have been my friend when I had low milk supply. My baby is four months old, and I'm back at work. Thanks to you, I intend on pumping and feeding her up to one year old. And I was so close to giving up at one point, but while I have a pumping room at work, uh, my boss has been less than supportive. He makes me paranoid of the time I spend away from my desk. And she continues, I pump three times a day. And as I was finishing my last pump of the day, I just wanted to say a very hearty thank you. I'm getting six to eight ounces per pump now and feel secure that I might have enough to feed my baby. You guys rock. Keep up the excellent work, Tracy. Now, if that's not a pat on the back, I don't know what (laughs) is. I love that. And I love that she talked about support in this. I mean, support can obviously come from, you know, all different areas. And even though you have a pumping room at work, you know, to Tracy's point, it doesn't mean that your boss is going to be very supportive of the fact that you're taking time away from whatever. Yeah. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah. Thank you so much for sending this in. If you guys have a comment for us or just want to share how the show has helped you, um, I will definitely share those on the show. I absolutely love to get them. So um, you can email us through our website at newmommymedia.com. You can just click on the contact link. You can, just like Tracy, you can post it to our Facebook page, send us a message that way, and uh, we'll get it on a show. Awesome. Good job, Sunny. All right. So that's going to wrap up our show for today. Thanks for listening to The Boop Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, newbies for newly postpartum moms, parent savers for moms and dads with toddlers, and twin talks for parents of multiples. This is the Boob Group, where moms know breasts. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. 
While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.